Greetings, you delirious dung beetles. We're back, post-show number 88. We're here on time, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Fun episode ahead. Um, first, I want to give a shout-out to the comic book shop on Bank Street at 128 Bank. You can check them out at thecomicbookshop.com or comicbookshopbank at Instagram or on Instagram. They spell shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, so check them out, thecomicbookshop.com. They've got anime figurines, they've got manga, comics, obviously, Gundam build kits. They've got all the good stuff. If you're listening to us, check them out. Guaranteed they're going to have a couple things that you like. And thank you to the Comic Book Shop for their continued support of the show. Okay, this week, Mushoku Tensei, Season 2, Episode 2, which is really like the third episode of the season, but if you're watching it, you know what's up. We cover the Emmy nominations, some of the upsets, some things that got snubbed, as they say. Um, then we talk Jury Duty, Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Believe me, we're talking about that. And we end on Extraction 2. And as per usual, like we've done the last few weeks, obviously we talk a little bit of Oppenheimer in the, at the beginning of the show because, well, that's what's happening. And a bit of Barbie, too. Um, looking forward to having some reviews for you on uh, both of those. But alas, that's all for now. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. What's up, Hufflepuff? Well, you know, just Huffman and Puffman. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. <laughs> um, how are you? We I'm going to pretend we didn't just talk for 30 minutes before we record. Yeah, well, you know, got to gotta get the daily grievances out of the way and just, uh, you know, or sorry, not the daily, just the daily occurrences out of the day and kind of just... Say, uh, choice of words. Yeah, a lot of union talk today, weirdly yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, well, with the strike, with yeah. the strike going on, did you yeah. hear that... Um, at the uh, Oppenheimer premiere, the actors had walked out when the Actors Guild announced they were joining the uh, screenwriters. Good for them. A couple, a couple of Hollywood heads are making some moves right now. Mark Ruffalo is like getting out there and saying some shit. It's, oh, it's, really? What kind of stuff is yeah. he saying? Well, because there's like there's clearly strict rules mm-hmm. um, with you know the strike and whatnot, yeah. and I, I do believe like it's not like they can't work, but any projects clearly have to be of an indie orientation, mm-hmm. right? And there was some examples from the last strike. I can't, uh, um, I can't think of them now. But like some notable stuff came out, and he just kind of like had this whole spiel of like take advantage of making something without the studio system if you can, right? And kind of just like you know this is a time for all. Like again, like I'm paraphrasing kind of yeah. what he said, but he he's like come out and said that like in three different ways with the same message. You know, in the past couple, it's very like I said, he he is the big one too, and obviously. Um, Fran Drescher, like she's the head of the uh, union yeah. and all that. She's she's got a lot to say, um, but it's 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 very interesting to see. Like you know, you, we expected the solidarity for yeah. sure in this because you see that kind of thing. But Mark Ruffalo is just out there swinging, and it's funny because he's like been entrenched in the system, yeah, for you know with these you know, all the Hulk stuff. So it's uh, yeah, it's good to see. Good for he, them. Yeah, he's always right. been yeah, he's always been pretty outspoken and a bit of an mm. activist. He's a. Do you know what's funny? Until you said. The Hulk stuff in mm. my head. I was thinking uh, Mark Wahlberg that whole time. I was like, really? <laughs> what a weird! I didn't picture Wahlberg. That kind of guy. Wahlbergers, really? But uh, yeah, okay. No, Ruffalo makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. I've seen. Did I say? Did I say Wahlberg? First? No, you said Ruffalo. Okay. I was just thinking Wahlberg the whole time. I was like, oh, interesting. Um, make it, make indie movies. Yeah, go make them. Like, really? He doesn't seem like the type. Um, I, I'm still inhaling everything on the Oppenheimer. Mm. like media tour uh they're, mm. they're putting those marketing dollars to work not as much as barbie but they're doing a lot of interviews um and uh, one thing i saw was you know because nolan is a writer director i know this sounds obvious but you, people may not connect the dots immediately i didn't he's obviously on strike now because he's been on strike because of the screen actors guild mm-hmm. right because the director's the screenwriters guild but the directors had a deal and then they that went they, through. they signed yeah they yeah did so that's done i was just thinking of it in my head as a director and i forgot oh wait he's a writer director so he's on strike and anyway he did this interview and he's like a pretty gracious guy in interviews mm. like you can tell this man has opinions but, <laughs> yeah yeah but i will say to give him a bit of credit because i do think i shit on nolan a bit is like he's not he doesn't have opinions the way like Tarantino has opinions. No, he's you know not I mean? like half of them are not just like 
like half slinging shit. Yeah. It's, but it's also like a very well thought out point that he do- has firmly believes. It is. Yeah. yeah I, I know exactly. What you but mean. so he was on this poor. Well, I mean, I feel bad for him. Like I actually kind of applaud him for being such a sport because he went on some big YouTuber. Don't ask me the name. I can't remember, but they're doing all kinds of press. So he did some YouTube interview that did like good numbers. And it was like this weird kind of a corny interview. Like it was made to look fancy. But at the end of the day, it was just like this guy who clearly has a, a bit of a shtick. Is this the, they tried to they tried to corner him on the AI stuff. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what I'm getting right. at. So yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah. they just keep asking him about AI related questions, and here's mm. this AI poster, and here's a Chad GPT wrote a Christopher Nolan uh, synopsis of a movie, and he's like, yes, like most things AI says, that is just pure <laughs> ridiculousness and nonsensical crap. Like yeah. he's just like you could tell it's like, and it's like of all people, why would you ask mm. him? Like it's just like. It's one of those yeah. funny things, right? I bet the guy in the chair, I mean, I, I hope he thought this. It's like when your first question is about AI and he shits all over it and is like clearly not stoked about it. Mm. And your subsequent 19 questions you have written down are all AI related. It's yeah, like you and your double down hot takes, you know, or, you know, quotations be, hot takes. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be a rough interview for you. But, I'm going to uh, be the guy to bring down the dude that made Tenet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, not today. Remember that dipshit um, that would intentionally push... God, I forget his name. He's, he's this British guy. Um, his fame, like, he has many moments like this, but one of the big moments was asking Robert Downey Jr. point blank, like, on, like, an Avengers 2 movie press tour, like, do you think you're free of all those, like, childhood demons? And, like, all oh, that? And yes. RDJ walked out of the interview. Yeah. He's like, no, I think this is a little Diane's lawyer for me. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Out. Out. It's like... I've had my redemption. People have accepted me. You don't get to do that. Yeah, you <laughs> don't over. get to yeah. try and make me feel bad or try and yeah. make me have a serious conversation with you, Mr. Interviewer. Your questions are about Iron Man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that, can't, that camera's not going to make you invincible. Yeah. Um, God, man. I, uh, I, I could just talk about Oppenheimer more. Did you see that thing I sent today about uh, Barbie's slated... No. To do like double the box office that of of uh, Oppenheimer, predict like predictions forecast. Sure, forecasting. You okay, know, no, I didn't see that. Uh, Oppenheimer is rated R. Yeah, Barbie is not. You know, oh, it's not rated R. No, I think I kept saying it was. Um, I I remember reading it was too. Yeah, and uh, I saw an interview today. It is not. I was like, oh, like hmm. it's clearly a Barbie movie meant to subvert your expectations. I mean, I think they literally say that in the trailer. Mm. and to have general appeal whether you like or hate Barbie. So I get what they're doing, but they are casting a wide net, and they are pumping marketing dollars into this movie. It's it's so funny you say that. You know, maybe just the algorithms are just, like, tweak. You know, obviously, you know, no, are, of course aren't exactly the same, but mm-hmm. I, I saw my first click. Because I watch any trailers. You know, it's only word of mouth, you know, stuff from you or, you know, whomever. Yeah. But I saw my first clip from Barbie today. It was just, you know, part of, like, a five-second YouTube ad. Mm-hmm. Um I was just kind of like, oh, like, wow. Like, you know, it's funny. Crit and I were watching, like, some YouTube, some YouTuber. I can't tell you the name. It's a recent video, but she got her hands on uh, not if all, like, almost all the Barbie Dreamhouse. You can, like, from oh, since, like, yeah. the 60s and 70s. And, that. and so, of course, like, I think that's where the Barbie ad kind of came from. And it was just a five second clip. And I was like, oh, dude, like, they built like one of the dream like it's if it, it, it was very yeah. like those they look like toys and i was like oh this movie's gonna be sick like you know like i don't know it just again i was just Yo. trying to su- truly surprise myself without seeing a trailer but it was a fun little tease yeah they did okay so you don't know this okay so maybe you do um last we'll move on after this but the first trailer they did is a barbie spoof on 2001 space odyssey Oh my god! It's amazing. Like I highly recommend I need you to go, watch that. You watch it. It's uh, you know how the like the early the beginning of that movie. It's like the monkeys and they're praising the giant stone <laughs> yeah. obelisk. It's yeah. it's that, but it's a giant Margot Robbie. Like oh and it's my like it's shot for all shot. Kens? It's like all Kens, right? No, it's just monkeys. It's just, oh, monkeys, just monkeys. And then I think anyway, it's but it's a shot for shot remake with Barbie stuff. And I was like, okay, so they're doing something different. <laughs> Fair enough. Go to your way, man. Um, but yeah, they're doing, like, they've got a McDonald's, like, promotion thing where, like, they're using, like, pink Big Mac sauce or something. Um, Ryan Gosling did, like, a My Ten Essentials interview with GQ in mm. character as Ken. No. Yeah, like, they're I just, it's it, it's looking good. I didn't think that it would be forecasted to make double the box office of uh, Oppenheimer, but, you know, 
I think they're projecting domestic, obviously, like 100 mil for Barbie and uh, 50 for Oppenheimer, which to me sounds low. But um, There is something to be said of this like weirdly nuclear fusion between Oppenheimer and Bart like from the get-go like from the second the announce or like the when the release dates were and there you know the, the you know the earliest inception of the double bill of these yeah. two movies like there's just again there's just been some connection that has like elevated both of them like across all cinephiles and all fans and all general movie it's kind of exciting to see it kind of feels like the movie events we grew up with you know yeah. like, kind of like the end of that era end of that heyday it's it's a lot of fun there is a moment happening right now i totally yeah. agree it feels like something old school i think part of it is the studios i don't know if the studios the personalities involved are playing nice mm. killian murphy has said a hundred times in a hundred interviews he's like oh, i'm gonna see barbie this weekend like a hundred percent and same Chris on, Renola too yeah and same on the mm. other side and uh i also think there is a you could argue whether or not barbie is a franchise film i i think it's Obviously, using predetermined IP, sure franchise IP, but like it's a Barbie movie directed by Greta Gerwig and mm. two Academy award, uh, award Academy nominated actors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're doing something clearly. So I think the fact that it's like a Christopher Nolan movie, which at this point sells itself, and Barbie, and neither of them are, you know. Fast and Furious related or MCU mm. related or Warner Brothers or Star Wars or any of the you know one is you know on one hand you have this grand opus big scale historical drama yeah when you know one of our genuine auteurs and then on the other hand you have like yes ip but something like genuinely fresh yeah you know like that you know clearly fresh you know and i don't know i just i i think it's just exciting i'm, I'm really excited to see both we're gonna see so. both this weekend it, it has turned up we're gonna see barbie on friday and then uh, oppenheimer saturday fuck yeah dude okay Enough of that. Um, we will, I'm sure, talk about uh, the, those movies when we've seen them both uh, on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, but now, let's talk about Mushuko Tensei Season 2, Episode 2. Keep in mind that like that the structure is going to be confusing for some people if you're just tuning in uh, for Mushuko, because remember, the first episode of the season is Episode 0. So it starts at zero. So this is technically the third episode of the season. Anyway, did you watch it? Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Loved it. Um, It it was actually... I I did have a moment because it was, you know, I think one of our... I wouldn't say our highlights because, you know, we had a pretty good conversation of, like, kind of, you know, the... The, the long joke they played, you know, with the underwear and the hair and all that. And they kind of open up right to, like, his little... You know his little box of uh, essentially like the the or, uh, not the storage but like the altar you know, mm-hmm. to uh, to Roxy. Um, but I I did find it a little weird because I felt like we had some like personal resolution with Rudius at the end of last episode or yeah. you know the previous episode and he kind of overcome his depression. But it was weird to see such like a not even like we didn't even see it was just like he was just depressed again. Yeah, and it wasn't like we didn't see like him kind of crawling or falling back, sliding back into that rather. Um. But then, but I do think, again, love the episode. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll cut to you in a second. But okay. I do hope we don't repeat this every week because I feel like it's by the end of the episode they have resolved it like, like a second time. Yeah. And I just, I just hope it doesn't do that. You know, because we had like the hair burning last episode. I don't. Know, again, get in there. We'll we'll break it down. But I know what you mean. Okay, so yeah, I, I agree that like Rudius is a little solemn mm. this episode, a little lonesome kind of yeah like depressive right like he's kind of seeking out his solitude Mm. it's funny though it's funny you say that because i thought like oh like he's still reeling from this which surprises me but i had a similar thought as you and then my second thought was like well it's like maybe we would be complaining if he was just better after only one episode after this traumatic event i think the thing that makes it a little slippery for me is that there's a time skip and he's still depressed yeah, because he's getting oh, yeah, jacked. Okay, sure, yeah, because he's, <laughs> he, he's. I love the nicknames. Was it Hulk and Hercules for his yeah. biceps? And his yeah. knees have names too. And it's like, it's you know, th- th- that like getting jacked, time skip, grinding, doing missions, doing this, doing mm-hmm. that, making a name. That's like really fun, but it was surprising to come back to him at the end of all that, and he's still like bummed out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. Um. Man, we talked about it last week, both times we recorded that episode, and uh, there is just something 
really kind of magical about the the way the show showcases quote missions that makes it feel like a game mm. like a video game and but not compromising like i don't know i just i liked the uh the snow drake mission that was really, really yeah cool yeah it's it feels like there's a lot more you know because i've watched a handful of these guys at this point and there is like a weird like a weirdly specific formula that these shows follow when it comes to battle scenarios and you know kind of like the monsters they face and it's always like it's never like the one big enemy it's always droves of something yeah. and you That's know they did, that, they did that with the bears and they did that with the snow drakes again and you know like the collect-a-thon so like it does feel very video gamey like isekais can but they're just like not dedicating to that yeah. like other you know like and like another thing i i hate i think it might be like one of my biggest pet peeves in in anime specifically in isekais when they are transported to that world and they try to do a combination of like video game and the fantasy world and like numbers are like incorporated like stat bonuses like oh, oh you know, stuff that. like that it just i it, would be out so quick if it's a fantasy i just want it to be in the world like we don't need yeah. to you know there is like some shows that pull off really really well when they dedicate to it and it's not corny it's kind of within what they're doing but i think there's good ones and bad ones but um yeah i don't know it's it was an interesting episode because also like the animation you know the back, again background stuff was awesome but when it kicked in it was so damn it's fast i was like specifically yes let's go specifically when he saves sarah yes in yeah. the tree when he goes for it it's like oh fuck are you? like yeah. it's so easy to forget this guy fucking throws down and the show can support it like mm -hmm. you're when he finally does the thing he's choosing it, not to hold back i love that when and he's the, finally actually doing something. and the animation keeps up like it, it wouldn't hit if after all, like, you know, all this, like, reticence and, like, solitude and, like, the slow beats the show takes, mm. and then he finally goes in for a fight and it looks like a scene out of, like, Hell's Paradise, yeah. like, that just wouldn't hit. It just wouldn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I remember, like, it's one of those, like, you, your back comes off the back of your couch a little bit. You, yeah. lean, you lean in, you're like, oh, shit. All right. We're, we're, we're fucking around now. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that scene, the action scene there towards the end is pretty good. Um... What did you make of the interaction with the uh, the other party leader? The opposing party leader, like from that counter-arrow squad? I think they intentionally made him look like Paul. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Rudy is like kind of breaks the fourth wall on it. He's like, oh, I wonder if Paul was like this when he was a kid. Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. Fucking, yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. His character design is Paul, so yeah. Probably. I thought that was interesting. I thought... I didn't see where they were going, because then they kind of... Him and the other leader, um, like, make peace. Bury the hatchet, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling, and, like, this is unfortunately one of those things I don't think that we can confirm. That was, like, a bit of an animeism in that bar scene where he's just yelling at Rudius. Yeah. But, like, you seem like the type of guy, and it's like, yo, why are you targeting me? Like, what did I do? <laughs> and it's just, like, I think some of the translation, I don't want to say it was sloppy, but I don't know if it got, if we got, like, a perfect unfiltered version of that message because it just kept going and i was like what is going on yeah i felt like sparks notes of the real conversation yeah and i was just like yeah. okay like this guy has it out for rudius it's unclear why like maybe mm. he's picking up on a security that rudius clearly has because he is insecure yep um but yeah i didn't I, I maybe we see more of that it would be weird if we didn't like it's one of those moments i i think it would have hit more if we heard the inner voice, not the Rudius voice. I was, you know, him getting kind of a strip torn off him. Mm. I was, you know, to see, to hear, like, to not hear, like, the inner dialogue, like, the frustration that, and I'm actually blanking on what his name was in his previous oh, me too. life. But the narrator. Um, the narrator, essentially. Which like, is, like, uh, pretty a uh, highlight throughout the whole show. Big time. When it is, you know, it, it is one of those things that it is sparingly used. Um, yeah. But I feel like that would have... I really would, wanted to hear his take on what was being said to him, or you know, like at least just something along those lines. So, but um, but yeah, it, it's just because you know, the narrator has such, such a different, vo not speaking voice, but like I guess like, internal like an, monologue, an, an internal monologue that can differ from what Rudy says sometimes. Yeah, and this kind of felt like, you know, Rudy was separate from him. Like there was almost like right. two different, um, kind of different two different paths but uh but yeah i don't know i'm sure i say like it's just beautiful i could 
I just love the background, all the background art and the, you know, the tavern and the, you know, collecting, like just like the flicker of the, the scales on the ground. It's like just such a nice little touch, you know, it wasn't too overdone. Wasn't every, so, yeah. every time I look at it now, I'm reminded by what you said a few times on the podcast about like this studio was created for this anime and that's mm-hmm. like fucked to me. Like it just looks like it's done so deftly and with so much expertise. It's mm-hmm. like, you just think they would be they've been doing this forever but i think sure. they just they have found their art style and they're super comfortable with it and like they know what they're executing mm-hmm. it just looks like a finished product which just isn't the case all the time there's just something about the like on top of it all i think it's such um good music like, this episode too sorry yeah well yeah we're, we got a lot of good soundtracks to talk about uh this week but mm-hmm. um there's something about choosing that art style and it being so you know lived in and breathable and then it is a choice to use that almost that grain filter that they have on the show yeah it just adds such a unique look to it and you know i'm sure i've seen other shows do something similar before but it just it kind of it just feels a little elevated to visually agreed yeah i'm gonna give them the pass on the fan service in the cave because that's (laughs) what this show is like you just it was pretty mild Considering, that, considering like what the show is, that was. I thought her trapped in the tree was gonna go somewhere. Like, yeah, I was. You never evil, know. I was dude. getting Evil Dead flashbacks. So I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, you just you just don't know um, with this show. I think, you know, just like on that, like very briefly, I do think that, like, it's clear that Rudius is just gonna. Women are just gonna be this presence in the show. His relationship with women is clearly mm-hmm. something that he struggles with. Mm-hmm. And, like, in whatever weird way the show approaches that, it, it is what it is. But it, it's interesting to me that I would kind of like this relationship with Sarah to end around now. Like, on a kind of wholesome note, like, hey, maybe mm. there's something here, but, like, I've learned. You know what I mean? Like, because he is getting, quote, better. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. At, at in these relationships more comfortable less intrusive and perverted and all that whatever you want to call it but like that was like it was almost wholesome you know what i mean as far as like (laughs) almost as far as like rudius's relationships go um i don't know how that's how it's actually gonna go the Um, old uh kava feel via the uh, magic eye i was like come on dude yeah (laughs) i was helping yeah i'm sure you were (laughs) okay so i guess it is it happens automatically i thought it was like an engaged power so you know by the episode it's reactionary yeah, maybe he just learns to like, yeah, you know, it's... live with it, auto enabled. I don't like Superman. I don't know. I did find it was interesting to see like I like the, the animation the... of that though. Yes, like the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That feels like something that could look shitty very easily, and like they, it's just faint enough that like mm-hmm. the audience is like, oh, I, I'm clearly seeing through the lens. Mm-hmm. Of his magic eye. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no was, I thought it was interesting that like the that demon god. Character yes. from season one. There's like that altar of her, and like, she makes the joke I'm like, "Oh yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah, that's like her. You know, her height is out of proportion for that." Yeah, there, that was know. funny. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it. we might get to see her again, but we'll see. She was such a weird addition in such a late game of season one. So random. The most like, unexpected thing in season one to me was that. Also, so video game. Like a person yeah. randomly, you like it's like a random NPC you talk to in town, and they give you a power up that like you clearly need. Yeah. Like, what if I didn't talk to them? It's yeah. Like, yeah, you would just not get it. Yeah, it's like fuck. Yeah. Um. All right. That's so funny. You want to talk? Uh. And so the news is pretty light this week. I mean, the big thing yeah. that's happening is obviously Barbenheimer, and we've talked about that the last couple of weeks. Um. But the one big thing that has come out are Emmy nominations. Um. A couple shows have gobbled up the uh, the nominations. Yeah, I've got I've got it separated by series and by platform. Are you interested? Yeah, I got it right in front of me. I think I got something in front of me, too. Okay, well, there you go. From, okay, Sending Order Series. Succession. Mm. Oh, God, with the with the lisp, Grant? Try and say this three times fast. Succession. Mm. Here we go. 27 noms. Damn. Last of Us, 24. White Lotus, 23. Ted Lasso, 21. The Marvelous Miss Maisel, 14. And The Bear, season one, obviously, 13. Pretty big fucking succession, eh? House of the Dragon did not deliver, or sorry, not deliver, but like did not receive the nominations we thought it would. No, not like they got best drama. They, you were telling me before we went on, Mike. They, uh, they didn't get Patty Considine for best supporting. I think which... the two biggest snubs for, I think was the the four or the main four in uh, 
in House of the Dragon. Dude, I'm Patty Constantine, Matt Smith. Um, I'm blanking on. Uh, Dude, I'm looking at best supporting. And it's four from Succession and four from White Lotus. There's literally yeah. no other shows. Yeah. Huh. The Crown. Oh, The Crown for, yeah, one for supporting actress. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, better, oh, Ray Seahorn for Better Call Saul. That's big. I pray to God she wins. God. Is that actress? I don't see yeah. VCS. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, which person is that in, v- in the show? Uh, Kim. Kim Wexler. Oh, okay, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. Did, did they finish strong, VCS? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, big time. Yeah, I, I loved it. Only Probably watched the first couple seasons. It's It was, you know, the the show is the definition of a slow burn. And oh, my God, God it, was, it, it was flaming hot. It yeah, was they were, awesome. It they was were awesome. building by, like, season four. It was starting to pick up speed, it feels like. Actually, you know, friend of the podcast and, uh, you know, musical coordinator for, for the show, Bronson. Well, he, you know, him and, him and I, shout out. Uh, we were talking not too long ago because, you know, he they were, you know, uh, they were in the process of watching Better Call Saul. And I can't remember what we were saying. I think he had asked, or he inquired about like you know stuff in a later season. And I was, and I was saying like one of the all-time genuinely terrifying villains in a drama I've ever seen was in the latter seasons of Better Call Saul. Just like it was like a it was like a vampire, you Ooh. know, like just very haunting and like you just couldn't read him. Is it a character that you eventually meet in Breaking Bad? No. Oh, it's a brand new canon. There is reference to him. In uh, in Breaking Bad, uh, a one-off line wow. from Saul, funny enough, um, and yeah, just haunts the screen. Really, yeah, really, dude. really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dude that plays him, crushed. I, I would have loved to see a nom for him as well, but uh, yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Man. Best 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 drama series and or shout out Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Last of Us, Succession, White Lotus, Yellow Jackets. I feel like Succession is a well, this is season three, actually, right? Not the season that just passed. This would have been last year's. No, it's this year's. Is it? Yeah, I think it's this one. Isn't the cutoff like May? Mm, no, I don't think so. I could have swore. Well, oh wait, no wait, it's right in front of me. In order to be eligible for this year's awards, TV shows had to have aired between June 1, 2022 and May 31, 2023. Oh, this is for last year then? Yeah. What? Just, House of the no. Dragon was last year. Was Succession last year, too? Well, it was technically both, because season four just finished a couple months ago. Was there a year between three and four? I thought there was, yeah. like, I thought there was none of that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's even, that's even sillier. So what, they're going to get, Succession's going to get another swing at the Emmys next year? Well, yeah, because it'll be for season four. That's bullshit. Well, that's no. ridiculous. They get four that's... seasons. But... <sighs> God, these these timelines are all fucked. It's that's the thing, right? It's like this is the Breaking Bad effect of like you get so many at bats, and if anything is on during the run that you're on, like you get fucked. Like Mad Men is a great example. They got obliterated by Breaking Bad every single year. Okay, so are they going to get graded based on their performances in season four? Like, what do you mean by oh, graded? That's why Brian Cox is nominated for Succession, because he was yeah. in all of Season 3. Yeah, but apparently they're submitting him for Season 4, too, which does make sense. I mean, I what? guess it does. Like, he's... Yeah, yeah, he has some major moments. But I would put um, him in supporting, wouldn't you? In Season 4, if you're only... I do believe that was, a, that was a part of the controversy. He was wanted to the lead. And yeah, that's the weird part. He's me. been getting cranky in public, man. Like, yeah, he doesn't getting... like Jeremy... What's his face, eh? No. Kendall? Yeah. Jeremy Strong? Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Strong. Well, I hope that's. I hope they genuinely grade them off season three and not like everything that they fell in love with this season. That'd be truly yeah. unfair because. Uh, How is the bear season one? Up for comedy? I was up the previous year, huh? Oh, it's in comedy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's not in best drama. It's in for best comedy. Well, I mean, I get it, but yeah. Anything Jury else? Duty. We're. Uh, have I told you about Jerry? Du- or I talked to you about it on the show, right? Did you? I don't know. Oh, I had it in my note to my notes to tell you about this, and then I never did. All right, let's do it. Have Hit you seen Jury it? Duty. No. Okay. okay. I've seen all the press about it, but okay. Well, we'll talk Jury Duty, and then that's probably it, and then we'll move on to more anime. So you haven't <clears> seen this, right? No. It's on Prime. I oh, would it is say on Prime. I would say it's a must watch. <laughs> really? It, it is outstanding. So, do you know the premise? Do you know anything yeah. about it? It's like fake Jury Duty, and it's filled with some actors and. 
Yes. So for the audience, is it a Nathan Fielder joint? Is he associated to this? I don't know. I don't know who that is. Is this so. the Nathan for you? Like the, just the whole like, you know, you watch any of that? Oh Whoosh. Whoosh. Dude, dude. I don't even know if that's a person. You should, you should look that up. That's, All right. Um, Do you, like, you like Tim Robinson? Yes. It's very. It's surreal with the with the straightest face, and it's all like kind of incorporating real life pranks with people. Okay, so it's in that vein. I, yeah. I would say it's not. They push. They don't get too absurd because they want. They don't want to blow it, right? So the premise, and they they put the premise like in text on top of every episode just to remind you. Mm. So it's a fake trial where everyone involved in the trial is an actor, from the judge to the bailiff to the jurors. Everyone in the room, no exceptions. Is it improv? No, um, except for one juror is a dude who thinks it's a real case. He's a random guy that got they you know they cleared it all with his family and all that bullshit, and he's pulled in and they explain to everyone in the room, hey, like we're doing a documentary on what a typical court case is like. It'll probably like play on cable or something. Okay. Um, but like so that's why there are so many cameras around. And we're going to interview you between days just to get a feel for what the trial's like. The trial itself is, like, somewhat exciting. It's about, like, a, I think, like, a, an employee got hurt at his, uh, get, got hurt at his job okay. and, and then fired. And he's, like, they're, like, suing each other. He's, like, because the, the employer is saying, like, no, he was, like, negligent and, like, always drunk at work. And he's saying, no, no, it was, like, because of bad, un, unsafe working conditions. So mm. that's the premise of the case. But anyway, the main guy, I forget his name already, um, they just got really lucky with who they cast. Probably not luck. I'm sure they interviewed people and did some kind of something to determine who the stranger not in on the joke would be. But he's just the perfect guy because he seems to just be like a nice dude and like patient. And like they do as much as they possibly can to make him lose his shit. And like it just gets more absurd and more absurd. Probably the best part of the whole show. And, I mean, there's a lot of really good parts. Um, is that James Marsden is in is okay. among the jury. But he plays himself. Like, he's famous enough that people recognize him. Yeah. But, he's like, but he plays, like, the douchiest possible version of himself. Oh, my God. Like, he's, like, trying to get do this a... at the expense of the guy. Like, he's not being, like, goofed on. No, no. He's not being fucked with. He's more, like the witness to just crazy shit happening around him being like what is going on so they're not it's not a joke on him right it's more like a just like let's do this and see it's not mean no 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 no. it is absolutely not mean it's one of the most wholesome things i've seen in years really it's like high wire because you're like oh my god what they're doing is so absurd that like they're gonna blow it like eventually he's gonna question the nature of his reality okay because the like the i don't want to give any away but the pranks are not the pranks but the circumstances they put him in are absurd but like hmm. you gotta you put yourself in your is in his headspace you're like well i don't know if i was at fucking jury duty like would it ever strike me that all these people are here pretending like no that's an absurd sure. thought yeah so he kind of just has to deal with it and no it's never mean natured or mean spirited mm. but um yeah he's fantastic james marsden it like the like just keep like he's trying to get out of jury duty. He's like, I don't know, I got an audition. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a pretty big one. Like, you ever heard of this director? <laughs> like, he's just like, he's such a fucking dipshit. That's and so funny. I would just say watch the pilot. You'll know okay. right away. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think I had this on my list and then I forgot about it. And yeah, but um, check that out, dude. What watch it with the wife? Like, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is one of the best things I've watched this year for sure. Really? Yeah. Damn. Long? Yeah. How long is it? Six between six and eight episodes. The great part is, th- there is a reveal episode where, like, you know, at the very end, they're like, "All right, yeah, jigs like, up." Here, yeah. here's what's going on. I won't say whether or not they get away he with did... it the whole way, but there is sure. like a, a uh, epilogue rather. Oh, okay, cool. And it's really good. Um, it's on Amazon. You said Amazon Prime. Okay, I'm gonna Amazon. check that. I'm gonna add that. That's so um, funny, Dave. What? You, uh, I heard you checked out a little show called Zom 100. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Refer to last week's episode if you're curious about Grant's sales pitch on that. But he more or less said, like, one, it's like a premiere, like, it's a new show that just came out for the summer season. But he, like, to me, more importantly, he was like, oh, it's up your alley. And, like, Grant mm. is, like, very specific. I think he knows 
what has gen general appeal mm. to most people and then like what's like you know everyone has a niche and he knows my niche so i don't know why i'm talking to you like you're not in the room I'm talking to the audience but you know what i mean so confirmed you, you definitely got that right it's definitely up my alley but i think at the same time this show is so good yeah that i think i would defy you to not like it like i think this is a show nine out of ten people are liking i mean maybe it's i know i have like recency bias but i think it's sure. it's that good like mm. it's fresh it's like a i remember trying to pitch it to sam and being like Oh, it's like a zombie anime. And I watched her face, like, fall. Like, I'm not interested. Yeah. And yeah I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. Like, just... I hate zombie stuff. It's Hear me out. I, or, I, just watch it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's basically what you said to me. And yeah, you were right. I was right. We both loved it. We, we're, two, we're two episodes in now, so we'll talk mm-hmm. about about that. Spoiler warning. But... Um, How strong is that pilot, though? Well, you know what we say about pilots? They are hard. They are not easy. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's an incredible pilot. I think, I think taking any time you go into a high traffic like genre or fantasy or IP, what I don't know, topic, mm. vampires, apocalypse stuff, zombie stuff, like the audience is like, come on, like what's the take? What's it gonna yeah. be? Yeah. This is about as fresh of a take on the zombie apocalypse as I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this, this show has scary moments and dark moments and they're sparsed in like perfectly in my opinion but it's more of a lighter show than anything like this is funner than it is um sad to me but there are like sad moments that are super poignant it's just very well balanced. that's the excellent poignant is the perfect way to describe it. you know i think by the end of the second episode i was yeah. i was thinking of like this is such it's it's feel good it's not lighthearted, but it is feel good and I just had this moment as the credits were rolling in episode two of like, this is going to get like dark, like yeah. out of nowhere. And you know, it's funny. There was a show and not, by, not by the animation and not the subject matter, but a show that had like a weirdly similar tone was, uh, it was, it's a Mappa joint that, that showed Doro Hidro. It was on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I, to this day, it's one of my most re- like over the years, one of my favorite anime. And there's something about like the absurdity of the situation and the world and like they are just like sticking to their guns and the narrative you know they're not like they're just they're rolling with the story mm-hmm. but it is lighthearted. but it's like but we're also in a brutal world and like we're gonna do a scene where you know that that nice family we met has just been butchered you know so it's very 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 interesting but i don't know the, the, and dave like i hadn't i didn't listen to the first episode with uh headphones on mm-hmm. um but i did this you know this most recent episode and the soundtrack cues in this second episode are stellar yeah when she pulls him away from the truck and the truck smashes in and cuts to that tune and then they kind of recut that scene again from her perspective later in the episode each have like they're both unique kind of take on a similar like this is like big brain stuff like it's really really good it's really uh the voice actor for the protagonist uh, akira by the way great name yeah yeah um like his, uh, I can't do a good impression of it. His whoa! Like, <laughs> it reminds. It's not. I looked it up, but he reminds me so much of the voice actor for Hinata in Haikyuu. Just that really like yeah. high screechy, almost like Tanjiro, but like really screechy. Yeah, he like when Tanjiro has like angry yells, and then he's yeah. got his like whoa, like yeah. his funny comedic yells. Wah! Yeah, there's yeah. no way it's the same guy, right? It's no, it's different. not. The guy that does this voice hasn't done a whole lot. Yet. Oh, you already looked. Okay, yeah. but uh, yeah, but like the. I agree with everything you said. The soundtrack is great. The needle drops are great. All that stuff. But yeah, like the way the comedy comes through. And yeah, like they are, they're two for two, man, on mm. really fun episodes that have a moment that like, oh, right, it's apocalypse. This is about mm-hmm. to get sad for a sec. Um, I don't know. But like, this is a total sleeper hit for me. Yeah. Never heard of Zom 100. Never heard of anything related to it. Didn't know, didn't see a trailer um, for it about the summer season. Nothing. This is just one of those. Like this is like a, you know, if they can keep it up, this is like a feel good hit in the summer. That's what this. Yeah. Is. This is this is a really good summer show. I'm gonna be like you know you know and spoiler. We're getting together soon. We're going you know we're mm-hmm. going away. For, you know we're doing a couple's uh, weekend there, and I'm gonna be doing like beer beer. I'm just gonna be singing that beer song like all weekend, like any kind, any flavor. Like that was so, so funny. <laughs> it, I like one, one yeah. last thing on this maybe. 
I like that his, there's a word for this, I'm sure, but his like just sheer casualness, his laissez-faire approach to the fact mm. that there's an apocalyptic event around him, mm. it's not just for the viewer. Like, it's not just for us to be like, what is wrong with this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, people around him are like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are, yeah. why are you so <clears throat> chill? Why are you not? Like, I love that that's like an actual character trait because, because yeah, he's not a reasonable person. And it's good, so far he isn't anyway. It's good to see other people like the girl be like what is like how are you taking this so chill like the, the, there's yeah. a great scene where he's what he's on the coming down the pipe and he sees a couple on the balcony yeah and he's just like oh hey and then of course that gets dark but yeah. um, you want some instant noodles beer i'm going you want yeah. some okay your flashlight he, yeah. but he's like being responsible too he's like do you guys need flashlights like so weird but i loved i really loved what they did with like you know his is like things to do before i'm you know before i turn into a zombie yeah. and hers is a hundred things to do to prevent to be yeah. a zombie and you know they really show like you know the total like the opposite thinking yeah but the scene of him like when he kind of like locks in and he's like i want to make this list you know and like he really wants to think about the thing like it is have you ever seen like a pen stroke look that beautiful no. in an anime and i was like i have it in taking, my notes like they take the time for little stuff like that to really show like just the inflection of the moment like yeah it, again, and the, the soundtrack in that scene is just yeah like, chef's kiss so. i love that um yeah i'm glad that you mentioned that like you don't it's kind of like um now that you mention it it's almost like something out of like your name you know like there's all those like really fun real like, life bedroom stuff. scenes like yeah. real life um what you could say monotonous or mundane stuff but like that they really pretty it up like everyday tasks mm. making the food doing the dishes whatever it is but for him it's writing this list yeah this is gonna seem like a really you know, I swear I'm not trying to depress you and I right now mm. or anyone that's a fan of this show. Um, but I don't know why. Maybe just because, like, the apocalypse at all and kind of, like, the zombie thing. Mm. Do you not feel like To Your Eternity should have had some love and care of something like this? Like, little moments like that that had full animation and, like, really show him living in the world and adapting to his scenario. Like, it just yeah. it feels... I I need to go back and finish that show. It's, it's on my list of stuff I need to kind of cap up before i start watching more but i don't know just there's a lot the show made me think about other shows and what i love about other shows and it's kind of doing a lot and it's impressive like they are keeping it up in a second episode so it'll be next week will be important to see that's a really good point there are shows that make you wonder about like damn what if this show that got that kind of Mm. treatment you know what i mean and because yeah it it just the cards fall that way a lot of the times where the projects that you really like may not get the resources that you want and then something brand new comes along and it has crazy resources put behind it but yeah like every frame of this show so far has been pretty has been pretty stellar color palette too i love that and again from something i didn't know existed and it just comes out like a fully polished ready-made product it's like what yeah. And the live action, live, live action adaptation. Yeah, Vivian too. said that. What? Like, I was like yeah. holy hell, this thing's yeah. moving. Now, you know, I will note, like, the fact that I didn't know about it doesn't say much because I'm not, neither of us are, like, you know, all-knowing anime knowledge beings. So, like, that's not crazy, but... Uh, We're doing our best, though, Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. But you, you love to see it. Love yeah. to see it. All right. Let's wrap up on Extraction. So you saw this. You mentioned it was good. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen the first one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we may or may not have mentioned this on the pod, but I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. And I was queuing up. We, we watched the first one. We were about to watch the second. And then, long story short, technical difficulties. Couldn't get her going. And I was like, oh, wait. Extraction 2. We're in the mood <laughs> for there. a little... Waiting for me. little, hey, how are you? little, little uh, Chris Hemsworth. So... Turned them on. Um, yeah, man. I think this is a good movie. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. Seven it's good. out of ten. Six and a half, seven out of ten. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say the same. I mean... I think the first one is vastly superior to it. Stunt work in this movie, like eight, nine... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what, the, that's what they're for, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that, like, the first hour and is, like, un, like fantastic. The first yeah. hour of this movie is, like, an eight. Eight and a, eight and a half. Like it's really, really, really good. I I will say I I checked out hard when they get to like the the, the hotel when yeah. they get they get out of 
it's not Belarus. It was some Eastern Eastern uh, country, Eastern European country. Um, and it just became like, it, like the Expendables. It was just like explosions for the sake of explosions. It's like, you know, like I I appreciated the closeness of like the first movie and like you know it was big and bombastic, but yeah, but it was just a lot it got of a little, fights and shit like that. Yeah, this just felt too big in the they, second act, too spaced. So it's funny you say that. I think they made two mistakes. And I think John Wick, to be fair, has also made these mistakes. Like Sure. And Okay. And when I say mistakes, I'm not saying... I've that. only seen the first one, so I, I, I can't give too much All insight good. into that. But but. When I say mistakes, I'm, you know, it's a matter of opinion, right? I'm not an authority on any of this shit, but like... To your point, like, yeah, there are a lot of the intimate fight scenes where you can see everything, it's shot landscape, there's no shaky cam, none of that bullshit, it's all just awesome stunt work. They do a ton of that in this movie. Mm. Um, the prison escape scene, unbelievable. Yeah, like that, highlight of the movie. That is un, unbelievable. Like, that's hard to beat. But yeah, there is, this movie does shift gears at one point, and it gets closer to an Expendables movie where there's just, like, shit going down, and you're like, okay, we might be straying away mm. from what I think people loved here, but it is still fun. It is still action. So I'll give it to you. Mm. I think the second issue for me is like number one being, they kind of went a little big. Mm. It's like one of those things, like if a little bit of salt is good, then more must be better kind of thing. It's like, no, no, like you really had it just thread that needle. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we needed all that. But the second thing is like, they, they definitely tried to do too much emotionally. Like you could feel them. Trying. You could feel the bloat happening moment to moment of them trying to expand this world and clearly setting up a third, which is announced yeah. and official and all that. But it just felt like there was like so much adage for the sake of like building this next movie or like kind of like the yeah. new scope of the next movie. It just it felt a little needless in some instances, and others yeah. it was like okay, that's that's a, you know that's a somewhat critical it's, moment. But. It's it's funny because John Wick has the Kind of like the per. I mean, I, I guess it's maybe not true because they're four movies in now. But like, I, what I was gonna say was like, John Wick's plot was so thin, but it was allowed to be because it was very simple. Like, they sure. killed your dog. Go have a fun ninety-minute movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like vengeance, whatever. And it it just felt like someone in a boardroom in this movie said like, does this moment feel earned? Mm-hmm. Why is Tyler doing this? Mm-hmm. Why like, there, there are these two. Uh, Characters, two supporting characters who are good in the movie, Nick and Yaz. It's siblings, yeah. They are good in the movie, but they try to do way too much with mm-hmm. these two pe- with these two characters. Like they are good, they're great. They have their own awesome stunt scenes, mm. uh, great fight scenes. Like there's clearly a bond between them two and the main character. But again, like we're just trying to do too much. Like we mm. don't need. There's like a four-minute scene of one of them crying when there's like a death, and it's like I met this character like an hour ago. I don't know. We had him moment for moments in the first movie. We had him for slightly more moments in the second one. (laughs) You want me to like you know weep over with it? No, I know, I know what you mean. And just like the Chris Hemsworth like ex-wife stuff. Spoiler alert. Believe me, you won't care either. But it's just like I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like I, I came here to watch Chris Hemsworth do John Wick things. Yeah. And like make and like just do that again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just go do that. Um, like, they up the ante, for sure, in the stunt work in this movie. I love that. I think I said to you in person um, that basically, like, this movie probably doesn't exist without John Wick having been made. Sure. And 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I want to see more movies like this. Like, I think... I think I love realistic. an action movie. I don't need... I don't need the plot to be foolproof or bulletproof, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, I want a cool, maybe, like, these movies, they need a concept and they need execution. They don't need as much of all this other stuff. They really build, a, you know, a movie, you know? Like, if you can do that and it works, it's perfect. Yeah. But, like, if you if you swing and you miss, like, it's, it really brings the overall experience down. Big time. Just, you know, I want a bad guy. Doesn't any, you know, it could be anyone. He's done thing. He's robbed a bank. He stole your money. Any like just you know yeah. like literally like a million ideas under the sun, and put a big buff dude who's ready for some vengeance. I am fucking in, and I'm always gonna be in. You know, so, it's I don't know. And you can make it as complicated or not complicated as you want. Look at the Bond movies that have worked. Look at how complicated sure. the villains are and are not in those movies. Look at fucking the Taken movies. Like it doesn't have to be crazy mm-hmm. elaborate. You know what I mean? But 
Anyway, all that aside, action's fantastic. Props to Hemsworth. Put his body on the line for that one. Like, I remember in person, you were like, yeah, I don't know if he's in a lot of those car shots. I, I don't think he is either, but, like, Christ, the, the martial arts, the mm. judo throws, the fucking, like, all the, like, stunt punching stuff. But, like, any fall, that sucks. Like, they yeah. might be, there might be padding, there might be bracing in some way, but I think the falls, that's gotta be tough. Mm. The Corridor Crew yeah. Channel, dude, they have a series on stuntmen react, where they break down okay. stunts. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. A lot, like the one of the main guys that does it with them is the guy who's done stunts for Black Panther. Like he's he is oh okay. he was Chadwick's body double in Black Panther oh, okay. one and when he appeared in other movies and uh, and in Civil War and he's just explaining like oh yeah that was like a full on hit I took on a car that I was like not meant to take and you just like you're like what Damn. um but anyway you you just you gotta appreciate the stunt work which is funny because I think enjoyment. a couple weeks ago you know, we were talking about uh was it the extraction guys or the john wick guys who were pushing for an oscar category for stunts i think yeah stolinski there yeah uh, so yeah wick. hopefully hopefully we see that all right dude extraction three i'll watch it <laughs> yeah i'll tune in i i, I okay last yeah. thing i think if you tighten this movie up a little bit plot wise on the third one you know tighten it up maybe 10 minutes shorter do a wider netflix uh, do a wider actual theater release like the mm. for, for how big they're going in this movie like the amount of danger they're putting themselves like the stunts are fucking crazy like they're legit mission impossible quality like fine he's not you know what i mean he's not t- taking off with a plane but i think that like the choreography the scene on the train was probably the highlight for me like them and they could like they the helicopter showed up i was like yeah like i love when the helicopter's there and like it's like just mount you know yeah. ba- like firing down on them and then it was over in like 10 seconds it's yeah. like uh come on it was cool if it blew up but like yeah I, like five minutes like come on give me five minutes of that you know? i know yeah but yeah for everything they're doing i want to see that kind of a movie in theaters that would yeah. be fun big time um all right dude is that it that is it that's all, all right. we got okay god i'm loving these shorter episodes like the short itinerary we get more room to wander mm-hmm. let us know what you think about that if you're, if you're enjoying this because it's been uh i don't know more quality over quantity perhaps so just like the shows we're covering are fucking really good and obviously next Great week time. we're gonna be back Watch with uh, yeah and next week we'll be back with jujitsu kaisen there's obviously no episode this week because we covered it we covered episodes one and two on last week's episode of the podcast so if you didn't check that out Go give it a listen. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and Apple Music. You can rate us there. I've noticed a few more of those came through. Shouts out, much appreciated. Um, check out the comic nice. book shop on Bank Street at 128 Bank, thecomicbookshop.com. Thank you for your continued support of the show. And we'll see you next week. Grant, go ahead, say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers. <laughs>